Holy Spirit will come on you and you will be filled with power and you will be my witnesses. And the question is basically this. Do you believe it? And do you want to be? See, Jesus told this to his disciples. It was right after he rose from the dead that that he gathered them around and they're trying to still make sense of all this and put the pieces together that he goes, go to Jerusalem and I want you to wait there because the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and he's going to come upon you with power and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the question for us today is simply this. Do you believe it? And do you want to be? Today's Pentecost. No one celebrates this. There's no Hallmark cards for this day. There's no egg hunts or trees. But for the early church, this was one of those central days that marked a pivot point in history where the world would never be the same because it was on this day just 10 days after Jesus shared those words with his disciples, that they were gathered together in one place in Jerusalem, and heaven ripped open. And God poured his spirit out. I mean, like, Sinai out. We're talking volume, thunder, lightning, fire, and they saw these these flames start to appear over each of their heads, and they start speaking in languages that they've never learned. They're filled with the Holy Spirit, it says, and the people around couldn't help but notice, because when God's Spirit fills you, takes hold of you, and has his way with you, there's no telling what's going to happen. There's no stopping what God will do through you. Now, all year long, we have been looking at this question, why? But today, we need to make a shift. Because at some point, as good as the question why might be, it has to become secondary to what? To what God is actually up to and what God wants of me and you. I want to show you a passage here this morning. It says this, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. It says every day, They continued to meet together in the temple courts, and they didn't get enough of each other. They went home afterwards and broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts and praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. This happened on Pentecost. This is what God does when he pours his spirit out. It's what God wants for me, and for you. Now, today, what we have is, is, is a number of stories. People that are going to be just sharing with you ways that they've seen God on the move in their own life, moving them, convicting them, encouraging them, leading them, teaching them everything Stacy had to say. 
We're going to start here today with our kids. What you see before you right now is our children's ministry here at FOF called The Rock. And in about like 40 minutes, they're hopping on like a big party limo, which is like totally awesome. Um, And the reason they're doing it is because these kids all year long have been working to devote themselves to the apostles' teaching, to learn what the apostles taught, to learn the words of the Bible, to learn scripture memory, to, 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 to learn what God wants for them in their life. So I want to introduce you to Becky here. She is our children's ministry director. Why don't you give her a hand really quick? Okay, good morning, everybody. How are our kids here this morning? You guys awake and ready? Yep, they're keeping their mouths closed because we talked about that as we were waiting outside. Um, So as Dave was explaining, yes, we did a lot of challenges this year for them, and the biggest one was memory, that they had to do three memorization things, um, picking one memory verse, a, um, either books of the Bible or Ten Commandments, and the Lord's Prayer. And so a few of them are going to share um, with us their whatever they chose that they wanted to actually share, because they know it, but some don't want to share it in front of everybody. So... Um, But in addition to that, they do service projects. So that's what really lights me up is to see them do and serve the community here. And, for example, last week, and I don't know if you saw any of us back there planting, but we planted flowers for the um, nursing homes in the area and delivered them. (laughs) Um, So that was a lot of fun. But we'll get them to say their verses here, and then we'll head out. Um, Who wants to go first? Zeke, you want to come up? Okay. Mark 9, 35. Anyone wants to be first, they must be the very last and be the servant of all. John three sixteen. God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. froze. <laughs> All right, so let's do Emily. 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 Are you coming up? Emily Peters? You going to come up with your mom? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth,
Children, obey your parents, for it pleases the Lord. As a prisoner of the Lord, then I urge you to live of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the, of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Nice job, everyone. So thank you for letting us come in and share with you throughout the year. We um, like to see them have little goals and some of them memorize longer ones and some shorter ones, but it just amazes me what they can remember and do throughout the year. So thank you. You know, we had 84 kids take part in the rock this past school year. And, uh, you, you know, you can't help, can you, but just kind of think of this. Remember this passage? Jesus said this once. Adults were doing, like, all the kind of the serious worship, right, like getting down to business. And then the little kids wanted to come around Jesus, and the adults start getting mad because, of course, they're, they're disruptive, and they get in the way. And it says Jesus gets mad, and he tells them, I tell you, unless you come before me like a little child, unless you have faith like a little child, you can't inherit the kingdom of God. And there's something about just seeing them come, isn't there? Just an innocence. God's word's good. I'm going to learn it. I can do it. Not telling themselves they can't. Not telling themselves I'm too old. Not telling themselves I'm not intelligent enough. Just wanting to soak in it. And I think there's something, isn't there, that we can learn from these kids about what it means to kind of come to Jesus and see what God's spirit does and truly what we could describe as the least of these. That's what God's spirit does. God pours him out on me and on you. And when he pours him out, this kind of stuff happens. You know, guys, this year, um, we had 265 people take part in what we call discipleship groups. Basically an expression of that third paragraph you see there where the people would meet together daily, where they would break bread in their homes, devoting themselves not only to the apostles' teaching but to fellowship and the breaking of bread and to prayer. People who would be gathering, some in the morning, some in the evening, some on the weekend, some here, some at area homes and restaurants. 265 people gathering to take Acts 2 seriously and to see what God wants to churn and, and do in their life. I'd like to introduce you to a couple of them today. And, uh, you know, you're there. Steve, why don't you come on up at this point? Um, I'd like you to welcome Steve Fromms as he comes up. Steve is a... Steve has been with us at FOF for how long now, brother? All right, 10 months. You know, and he's just going to tell you a little bit of the impact of his time here at FOF, but taking part in our Wednesday night ministries and groups. So I'm going to hand this to you and get out of your way. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve, like Pastor Dave said. Um, when he emailed me to do this, I was nervous, and I remembered the thing that um, the band member had there. He said, fear's good, right? They do it through fear. Um, I didn't know fully what I was going to say until I was sitting in the back here two minutes ago. Um, 
up until 15 years ago, church wasn't a thing for me. Um, I didn't go to church as a child. So watching you guys from afar brought up a lot of questions for me. Church for me in the beginning was going to get married, was to bring my children so they could learn what church was about. When I came to this church, while we were searching for a new church, um, there was an alpha program available. And I had so many questions about what church was and what it meant, and I felt like I didn't have those answers. And until I got to this alpha program, I kind of felt weird at these chairs. And, and the alpha program was really an awesome way to open up the questions that I had for never attending, or attending church. Um, from there, it, it went to the following one. Um, I don't remember what that series was on Wednesday. And, and for the first time, church was about me. Um, it wasn't about starting a family. It wasn't about bringing kids. It was about me getting a better journey in my life with Christ. Thanks. And there's some of us who want that. But the realities of it make it tough. Now I want to introduce you to one more couple here today, a husband and wife who, who did groups as well and had their own experiences, but didn't do them together. So Che and uh, Chelsea, if you'd like to come on up and uh, just share what you have to say. Um, when I was younger, I grew up in the church about every Sunday we'd go to a place in Cary where I grew up and then sports came around and games were on Sundays and things faded. Then I met my lovely wife in college and she kind of brought me back into the church at that time. And really, I never dove too much into the Bible and for the majority of our relationship, when we were doing Bible studies, we would do them together. And she was kind of like my religious crutch. And if there was something I didn't understand, I kind of just kept my mouth shut. And afterwards, I'd ask her and say, hey, can we talk about this a little bit deeper? And finally, uh, I started looking a little bit more into the, the groups that we have here at FOF. And one of them really caught my eye. And... I said, I'm going to do this group on my own, I think. Chelsea was already part of a Wednesday group. So on Wednesdays, I watched the little one. I was going to be part of a Thursday group, and she was going to watch the little one on that night. And I was going to be doing this without my crutch. So I was going to have to dive into this on my own and really try to understand um, as much as I could and, and really be a part of the group this time, not someone that just stood back there and, and got answers afterwards. Um, not only that, but it was kind of an interesting topic. The book that we were going through is God, a Moral Monster. Um, so it was really a, a deep book, but it really, really increased my understanding of what was going on. Not only the book itself, just explaining the history of everything, but not having someone there that I had to lean on, something that I had to actually do on my own to understand God a lot, lot more. Um, so really, you have to dive into the Bible, and you hear that all the time. Um, and I've just never done that in the past. I've always relied on someone else um, and, and didn't rely you know, enough on God and, and myself to hear that word of God. 
Um, so it was just an amazing, amazing experience for me to work with people at my level and people beyond my level to better understand what's going on inside the, bottom, uh, the Bible and, and understand the Word of God uh, as much as possible. We don't have all the answers yet, but we get closer and closer every day. Morning, everyone. I'm the crutch, <laughs> apparently. Um, my name's Chelsea, <laughs> and um, I, like I said, I was doing the Wednesday night, the women's Bible study group this whole past year. We were studying the book of Acts, and um, I guess even outside of what, what we did in that particular group, what, what struck me or what I wanted to share with you today was a few years back when we first started coming to FOF, um, I decided to volunteer for the food truck where the, the mobile food truck comes out and people come and we have a big party and food and um, just bless people with food and fellowship and everything else. And I signed up and I thought, you know, okay, I'm going to be distributing food or maybe greeting people at the door. Now, Pastor Dave said, okay, I've got a job for you. You're going to go around and pray with people. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, like, here? Now? Yeah, go pray with people. And so he's like, you can do it. You know how he is, right? So um, so I was like, I'm going to go pray with people. And I was super nervous. I was so nervous. Every time I walked up to someone, I was like, oh, God, you better give me the words because I don't have them. And uh, I did it. I, I walked around and I asked people if I could pray with them about stuff. And um, it was really awkward for me, but I think it went okay. And I mean, this was several years ago now. And since then, um, really in the past few months, I've had these um, these urges, these prompts from the Holy Spirit to um, to pray with people, um, people I know, friends, coworkers, etc., and sometimes complete strangers. Um, it sounds really weird, but like I was at a wedding a few weeks ago, and I was in the bathroom, and I just got talking to this woman, and, and I was like, "Can I pray with you? Never met her before in my life." And we did, and we ended up having some really great conversations that night, and um, I talked to Pastor Dave, and we got her connected with a church in her area, because I wasn't even from that area, and so it's just been really cool to see how when you're open to um, <laughs> kind of scary promptings from the Holy Spirit, the ways that it can lead um, you to stronger faith, and the ways that you can help connect other people um, along their faith journey as well. So she's ready to sit down. <laughs> I'm going to pass this off. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to ask people to pray for other people more often, you know. All I can think is like, you know, when, when, when God starts moving, there is no telling what he might ask you to do. And you're left with this, are you kidding me? But what he has in store is amazing. You know, 265 people, like I said, have done groups here. But, you know, for so many of us in this community, we commute an hour and a half one way. I know people that travel 40-plus weeks a year. I know people that are trying to raise their families by themselves, and for some, it is just tough. I want to introduce you to another man here today who used to be like in 14 groups, I swear. And then life circumstances changed, and he found himself more unable to meet daily in the temple courts and unable to break bread in the homes to devote to prayer and apostles' teachings with others, but how God has been working in that journey as well. So, Ken, would you come on up? <laughs> Ken Bauscher, everyone. Thank you, Dave. Oh, boy, boy what, I love this church. I really do. Um, 
Yeah, and I don't, and it's really difficult for me to feel the, the Holy Spirit, like the wind rushing and, and that, you know, but like Stacy said, I know so, you know, and quite often I can see it by, by uh, the change in me. Something has changed, you know. Uh, I'm a reader. I, I love to read. I read the Bible, three, four chapters a day. Uh, but my passion, my passion has always in the past been mystery novels, you know, and, and I can read two or three in a week. Uh, I think it was about six months ago I was asked to uh, give the spiritual formation program a try here. Uh, and the good thing about it was that I could do it at home and meet with uh, Arthur O'Dell, fantastic teacher, uh, once a month. So that fit. And, uh, but, talk, you know, it's going deeper. It really is. And it's, uh, but while it's like church history, Old Testament survey, life of Augustine, a lot of things like that where I tackled it, you know, with a, a, like a school, schoolwork, you know, and not that there's anything wrong with it, but I think something funny happened after about maybe a month. I started actually liking it. I mean, <laughs> the novels were going by the wayside, and I really wanted to get to get to the next one, whatever it, whatever it would be. And uh, what better way to get to know the great God that, that I love, that we come every Sunday to worship, you know. So uh, it's it, uh, just a shout out to the teaching here and uh, the opportunities that, that are made, tailor-made to fit people like me. <laughs> so thank you very much. want to key into the last line up there. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It gets really easy for a group of people when they're meeting together daily and breaking bread in their homes and devoting themselves to fellowship to forget that other people matter to God too. I think of what Chelsea said about that serving way that she, she got involved. And, you know, a lot of people have the wrong idea about why we, we serve here. We, we sometimes kind of think it's just an end in itself for ourselves, it's something we do to kind of fuel our machine or, or keep our own people happy. But, you know, the reason we serve here is to be hosts, to be hosts for people that God wants to add to our number daily guests who are coming here and then connect with us and become hosts themselves. I want to introduce you. Um, to a woman today who's also newer with us here at Fellowship of Faith and started as a guest, and her and her family plunged in hard between Sundays and Wednesday nights and now is serving here to, to serve others as well. So, Jenny, if you'd like to come on out. Jenny Labrie. Thanks. Um, so, with that segue, I not sure what I was going to say works with that, but I, <laughs> um, you probably, maybe you've seen me behind the, the bar there. I make some drinks there as the barista here and there when I can. Um, when he sent me the email <laughs> about what do you, what could you say maybe, I had lots going on and, and took some time to think about it and actually commit to <laughs> coming up here and talking with everybody. Um, but one of the questions he said as maybe to start a prompt of what I could say was, um, 
you know, what have you realized over this last year? And um, this last year has been crazy. Um, we bought a new home. My husband has a new role at work. Um, clearly my condition. Um, I have two other children that are really young. Um, so there's a lot going on. I'm also a full-time working mom. Um, so lots, lots of stuff that's crazy and busy. Um, but I would say that what I've come to realize is my, um, my limitations. <laughs> um, anybody that knows me well knows that I'm, um, I thrive when I feel like I'm in control and, um, I thrive on order and organization and I'm a teacher, so you kind of have to do that. And, uh, um, so I have felt like um, when things are a little bit crazy in your life and when you're spinning out of control, it's a little bit hard to feel like you are doing the right thing. Um, but I've realized when I've put my, f this over this last year, if I've kind of taken myself out of my own head and put my faith in something other than myself that I, um, I find more peace and I feel more peace. Um, and I'm still trying to get better at that every single day, but, um, but when I'm looking towards God and I'm asking him for the, that control instead of my own personal control, I, I find that peace and I, um, I don't know, I guess it just makes me feel like I, I can do better and serve others a little bit better, whether it's my students or my children or my husband or my family or whatever that might be. I have learned that God's spirit is not content to leave us be as we are. And that sounds awesome when you talk about it theoretically until you start to live it, right? What God does is constantly call us out of our comfort zones and invite us to take new leaps of faith. And I want to introduce you to one, one final woman here today who kind of came face to face with God in that way. She's heavily involved in our women's ministry here and just how God started churning in her life and what that leap of faith looked like and developed into. So Lori, would you come on up? Lori Lobbs, please give her a hand. Good morning. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a frog in my throat. Um, the Holy Spirit has been moving in me with writing, and specifically writing devotionals. So it was the middle of November of last year, and God put on my heart to write an Advent devotional for my kids over Christmas. So I was trying to think of a theme for this Advent devotional, and then I wanted every week of Advent to kind of be a different idea, but under the same theme and I was getting overwhelmed and frustrated, and I gave up before I even started. And I said, God, this is a really great idea, maybe next year. Like, I'm going to need a whole year to put this together good enough for you. So then I woke up on November 30th convicted that I needed to do an Advent devotional for my kids. It didn't have to have a theme. It didn't have to have ideas. It had to have my heart and scripture. But it's still November 30th. So I called my girlfriend for some wise counsel, and I told her the whole situation. And she said, Lori, your God is faithful, and he will not fail you, so you won't fail. 
So never having written a devotional before in my life, I got on the email, I sent my kids a note, and I said, every day you will be receiving a devotional from me through Advent. It's part of my Christmas present to you. Please watch for it. And every day God gave me something to write to them. He was faithful. I didn't fail. And there were some nights that I couldn't even sleep because I was so excited about what God gave me to write about the next day. So that's where God's been moving with me. Oh, and because that experience, he's given me the opportunity to write now with the women's group. So that's how it's developed farther. It's easy to think of these stories in the Bible, take Pentecost, as something that happened well back then. Guys, God's spirit's on the prowl. He's moving today. God is looking to pour his spirit out on each of you. I don't care who you are today, what your backstory might be, where you're at in your faith. God loves you and is hungry to pour his spirit out upon you. Let me read you a passage here today. It's one that resonates deeply with me. It comes out of Philippians chapter 1. This is what it says. In all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Kean, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That he who began a good work in you is going to finish it. I have so many half-finished projects around my house and death will come my way before they're done. <laughs> God does not put you on the shelf. He doesn't get excited in a moment and start with you and then forget and move on to other things that enthuse him more. No, he who began a good work in you, he isn't finished with you yet. His promise to you is that he will bring it to completion. The day of the Lord Jesus Christ. So my prayer for you, with all joy, is this. That you open yourself to what God's Spirit is looking to do in you today. That you listen to his promptings. And remain sensitive to his convictions. That you experience his strength, his power, and his encouragement because he will lead you and teach you, as Jesus says, in all things. Where does it go from here? What does the future hold? I don't know. But I know in his hands, oh, it's going to be something good. So I want to pray for you guys today. I ask that you, you pray for each other and those that God brings to your mind and for me today as we do this. So, I'm going to invite the band to come forward, and as they do, let's rise, and let's pray. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Fill us, we pray. Pour yourself upon us. Whether it's dramatic God or, or, or quiet God, 
whether it's sensational or intimate, noticeable or in that secret, quiet place, rage in us. We pray. I pray for every person in this room in whom you've begun a good work. When times get tough, when they get low, when the monotony of life settles in, give them eyes to see that you who began that good work will bring it to completion. Make us the people you want us to be. Nudge us, God. I'd say push us, but that's scary. Call us out of our comfort zones to take new leaps of faith for you to see just what you might be up to in our lives in this world. So God, all we can say is thank you. We love you. We praise you. Help us to follow and obey. In your name. Amen.